Welcome to TalkEerie.com's Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast. Every day, we tackle the biggest issues that the Erie PA region faces. Stay informed and involved as we advance the narrative of Erie. Now, here's Joel Natale. James Grunke, welcome back, James. Thank you. It's always good to be here. And let me say, congratulations on your one-year anniversary. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, it's amazing. The we what was what was the count? Like two hundred and twenty-nine original programs, and it's, yeah, it's awesome. Hundreds and it's of great for Gary that we have you. Thank, so thank you. you for the work you're doing. I, I appreciate it, and it's because uh, people like you who have a lot of different choices of what they do with their time have chosen to come on the air here. It's it's made it very special. All right, so what have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> We've just been kind of sitting back. No, I mean, uh, I, I'd say... I always knew 2019 was going to be a really a bridge year for our organization and, yeah. and our place in the community. Um, and I, we've spent most of 2019 developing our five-year economic development strategy, which we call Erie Forward. And you, and you kind of alluded to this really early on that there was no strategic plan, right? That's right, uh, which it kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah. So... I mean, I always start with a basic premise of uh, what's the strategy and who's in charge. And I would say a year ago, in particular in economic development, even though while I was recruited to to answer that question, it's <laughs> I'm going to create the strategy and I'm in charge. Yeah. Um, we have spent a lot of time uh, coming up with what we think is the right strategy to move Erie forward in in an economic development arena. All right, so what's behind this? Uh, it's data-based, is that correct? That's right. So we, I look at economic development as fairly simple, right? There's only four basic plays. Business attraction, business retention, business startup, workforce development. But within that, there are lots of key activities that need to, to happen. And I also believe that we should clearly articulate what our goals are and then measure them and be held accountable for delivery, right? Make Erie better, I think everybody believes in, but I don't know what that actually means. Right. And they and they say that you can never accomplish, a lot of people are making New Year's resolutions. Right. You can never accomplish a goal unless you write it down. That's right. And so Erie Ford, our plan is very much the written down document, but it didn't happen in a vacuum. When I first came to Erie in July of 20. 18, I think. Yes. Yeah. 2019. Um, I said, to be serious about economic development, this is what you need to do. So we began in January of last year. We did some focus work group. We went out to the community and said, what does an economic development strategy need to look like for you to be a part of it or want to be a part of it? And we took that and that became the basis of that information. But really, we've done probably 500 community conversations with different wow. civic and business leaders saying, what does economic development need to look like? How do we measure it? How will we be held accountable? And that's what created what we have today, which is called Erie Ford. You talk about the Garner Report, and we're going to get into that in a little bit. One of the things I found that was super interesting when I'm reading, uh, cursory reading this, is one of the biggest issues that your focus groups had was just the degree of difficulty in getting a permit in the city of Erie. That's that seemed to be like one of the hugest blowouts, and it, it's so surprising because that seems like minutia compared to the grand scheme of things of population loss and so on. It is, unless it's 
affecting your business. And it, it pretty much affects everybody. And it affected yeah. even even my little organization. Yeah, so you just we, moved, right? Right. Well, we're in the process of moving. We're still not complete. But the fact that uh, my little team of 15 has taken over a year for us to find office space, that just shows the, the absolute deficiencies that exist in our marketplace. Boy, that that is a kind of a draw dropping, isn't right. it? Right, and we're the economic development group, right? <laughs> the, we should actually have the easiest time, and we've had a very difficult time. It goes back to our conversations with like Chuck Peters and so on, you know, and and also Tina Mangina of just saying we don't we need these basic assets to even play in the game. That's right. We we don't we can't compete. We have the workforce, we have the training, we certainly have people, we don't have any place to put a company. So if you ask me to recruit a a 20 person software company, I could, but I don't have any place they can go. Are we still dealing with the situation and I don't want to go too much on a rabbit trail with real estate because we need to talk about Erie Forward. But are we, I'm con, I'm not concerned because Gannon is such a good neighbor, but that building that they just announced that they're buying that was in the newspaper right, day the or so. Or, building. Yes. That sat on the market for like five years or so. Are we still have lots of capital that's on the sidelines? It's not do, doing the, the, the top use of some of our facilities downtown. Yes. I, I mean, that's the, the misnomer, even when when it, when I speak, we have space. We don't have space that's ready, right? We have probably a hundred thousand plus square feet of vacant office in downtown Erie, but it, none of it's ready to be put in production. We've toured that particular building with with other businesses looking at it. I bet a dozen times in the last year, it just was so structurally deficient, um, and it needed so much work to get it to zero that it could never pencil out to put the necessary improvements in it. Yeah. You know, part of the, the difficulty we have, and I'm in a building business, not a tearing down business, <laughs> is we don't even have the resource that we could just tear down some buildings to put land back into production. And so we're very limited in a number of ways. Wow. Yeah. And, and so people really need to understand this is that, uh, we may not be back uh, with the pendulum swinging to the to the to the good side just yet. We've got some structural issues that we're trying to fix here. We do, and I think that's really important. With the work that EDDC is doing, is, is you know they 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 call it shocking the market, which I think is kind of an interesting and a, a good term. But they really need to do large scale investment to let the market forces say, wow, investing in Erie does make sense. Because today, I, I wish it wasn't true. If I invested $10 million in downtown Erie, when I'm done, it'll be worth about $7 million. Yes. And that's a hard business proposition. Yeah. And, and, and again, you, unless you are like the EDDC, where it's a where it's a long tail uh, and, and patient capital or you're a nonprofit where uh, the production, uh, the productivity of the building is worth spending the money. But we're very it. fortunate that we have business leaders and a, and a community foundation that has put the innovation district together, yeah. has created the downtown development corporation has helped fund my initiative that's what we need if it wasn't for that business leaders and 
putting not only their time in, but their resource to it. That's why we know Erie's going to be successful. We're talking to James Grunke here. He's the CEO of the Erie Regional Chamber and Growth Partnership. If you want to weigh in with a question, 814-679-1080, 814-679-1080. All right, let's get, let's get back to... Um, what, the big uh, learnings from the Garner report, and uh, as they kind of funneled into Erie Forward, is is was there a nutshell that you kind of took from the Garner report? And now I know that there there's these key focus areas uh, for jobs, right? Right. So the Garner report really did a, a variety of things for us, but first and foremost, we needed to learn what industries does Erie have a competitive advantage in. And we've identified six target segments and those are, mean we have the right workforce development, we have the right training, we have the right skills, that we have an advantage in these six industries that the rest of the country doesn't. Wow. So we need to know that so we can have some targeted approach. Now I can explain it and that seems, yeah, that's really simple. Why, of course that's how you would do it. Why hasn't it been done? I, I would say the same thing. I don't know. Yeah. Right? Of course, we have to understand if we don't know who our target is, then everybody is our target and then we're unsuccessful. So first, what's our then we had to say, what's the competitive realities? So we're not competing with just Meadville for these jobs. We're, <laughs> we're, we're competing with the United States. Yeah. And so do we have the right inventory and other assets that we, we can build these companies on. And the conclusion in the Garner report said no. And he phrased it very simply, um, no product, no project. Meaning if we don't have industrial land, if we don't have class A commercial, if we don't have all this, then we, we don't actually get a project. And so if we're competing against Dayton and they do have an industrial park and we don't, We'll lose. And, so, and, and we really, really got beat up by that develop Erie failure, didn't we? Well. Was that existential? Uh, just, was that just a quintessential issue there? I think they were clearly in the right path, understanding that we were deficient in having available inventory. And I don't know enough about what really happened to, to, to suggest that. But we do need a group like Tina Mangine, the County Redevelopment Authority, or the City Redevelopment Authority, working actively to get us land in production. That's typically not an economic development organization's right. role. That's more of a development, like a redevelopment authority. So... Um, I can't address the demise, but I can say the need that they identified has not gone away. Okay, so and and, and they're working on it. They're you know they're 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 basically coming up. They're phoenix coming up from the ashes. It sounds like to me. Yeah. So I've spent a lot of time in in the last year thinking about why do we how do we show why investment in Erie makes sense? And so we have in our minds kind of three projects we'd like to develop. One is a was a housing. Um, investment. Why should you invest in housing? I bet we couldn't point out to a, uh, inside the city limits of, a, of Erie, a, a multi-income, multi-family housing project in, in decades, probably. Wow. We want to look at an office, class A office, and we want to look at some industrial. And I think if we can show why you, investment in Erie makes sense in these three classes, that can move us the direction we need to go. And, and again, you're thinking that there might be capital locally that might be available for these three yes, prongs? Yes. So we have some parcels that we've identified that are for all three of those yeah. um, demonstrations. 
between federal funds and, of course, our great position we have now with the Opportunity exactly. Zone funds, we think we're well positioned to maybe put some of these assets and close the gap because development is always... Sorry, this is not really what we came <laughs> to talk about, but development yeah. for a developer is minimize risk and exposure. Yes. So, again, my example of... Uh, being financially deficient or having a gap, our job is to close that gap so uh, the private sector can do the investment that we need. And again, uh, uh, we, you know, our, our friend Matt Wachter from EDDC talks about the capital stacks and Brett Weiler talks about the capital stacks. That's what we have to bring to bear to and to enable that developer to be successful. Right. We were just looking at a really complicated project that was done in, in Ohio. And I can't remember if it was Dayton or, or Akron, but there was 47 different financial instruments that <laughs> oh were put my. together to make it. Right. And so in Erie, we're trying to get three. That's a, that's, really that's a lot of pastrami. That's a lot of pastrami. We're talking about Erie Forward, this uh, significant five-year regional economic develop, uh, economic and community development initiative. And there's five pillars here, James. Existing industry support and entrepreneurship, workforce development and, and talent attraction, new business attraction and investment, quality of place, advocacy and sustainability, regional competitiveness and collaboration. We want to talk through all of those, but... Uh, um, you you did again. You did the the study with the Garner Report. Some some uh, some major uh, data points bubbled up, right? And uh, and then you uh, one of the <laughs> I'll never forget reading this Garner Report, and he's like, uh, they're they're asking about um, uh, where is that? Where is you know how much is being spent to uh, to market Erie? And it was like something like thirty thousand dollars a year, which you know, is uh, your average plumber's marketing budget. Right. <laughs> a low-end plumber, generally. Right. I mean, th there's no question that part of Erie's um, disadvantages that we've just never fully resourced economic development here. Yeah. It's been somebody else's responsibility, or I guess they, whoever they are, is going to take care of it. But we have to, there's nobody in the United States thinking, I wonder what it's like to do business in Erie, Pennsylvania, unless they have some sort of a connection. And that's, you know, marketing is not just, about, it's trying to do brand awareness that we right. exist. And so um, that takes resources. And that's what Erie Forward is really about getting us the resources for success. Now, it's, right off the bat, the question is going to be, well, I don't want our taxpayer tax money to go to this. Is there tax? Is there a tax element to this? <laughs> so, <laughs> yes. Not okay, explain that. So we believe the responsibility for economic development is to be led by the private sector. So we think, um, because that's where jobs are created, is in the private sector. We believe that the funding for Erie Forward is about 80% of the responsibility is the um, private sector, and 20% is responsibility of the public sector. You know, somebody has to be involved. Somebody has to have the skin in the game. Somebody has to build the roads, um, put in the right zoning ordinances, all the things that we need to be successful. And so there is a role and a responsibility so, yes, I mean, so Mill Creek Township is a, is a financial investor in Erie Ford. Um, the city of Erie is a financial investor. Erie County has been requested for funds. But again, these are clearly articulated. These funds are used for these activities. Okay, for more of, a, for more of the, the build out and the, the infrastructure of it all. 
it sounds like right. anyway. All right. So um, you're really trying to be like you've said to us before, this is supposed to be like a one shop uh, stop. Uh, one That's right. We want to be the central cent- entry point um, for any question economic development. Just like when you're trying to grow your business, you don't want to run around and you don't know all the programs that you're eligible for or things that could help you to grow and expand. All you need to know is you don't need to know. We know. Call us. And we're going to put you in touch with the right resources or the right entity to get you where you need to go. Are are we dealing with uh, people right now uh, when we talk about existing industry support and entrepreneurship, are we dealing with folks that are growing right now that are really like, geez, I need some help. I need to tap into this thing. Yes. And overwhelmingly, we're hearing it when it comes to, to workforce development in particular. Okay. I don't have access to the workers I need. And so, again, we don't know what that means. Does that mean we don't have the right skills? We don't have the right training? We don't have the right people? What? So, we're currently doing a state of the workforce analysis again with Garner Economics, wow. which was the next step, right? Because I need to understand how the workforce delivery system is operating if you have a workforce barrier. And that's what we're trying to understand next. Well, that's that's uh, uh, amazing because, again, some of the conversations that we've had about workforce development is that we're, some of those high-impact uh, jobs have critical needs across the economy here in Erie. They do. And so even at the six target industries that we identified that we have a competitive advantage, these are also six industries that have at least anticipated 10 to 15% job growth over the next five years. And so these are high growth, high wage, highly competitive jobs. And if we don't have the, the right talent, we're not going to be able to fill them. And I would say, you know, I've been doing economic development for nearly 30 years and really sophisticated communities. Some of the ones that I've worked in, they don't do business attraction anymore. They only do talent attraction because the jobs follow the talent. It's no longer I have to go buy, be by this raw ore source or the timber or whatever. Now it's where is the talent? And so that's why we have a talent acquisition strategy. Are we getting the right people to can meet the needs to fill these jobs? Let's let's break that down just a little bit because I'm not sure I totally understand right. what you're saying here. Right. So we and again often it's discussed that we have these four wonderful colleges, universities. You know, we're cranking out these engineers, we're cranking out these healthcare nurses, and and so on. But we have a hard time retaining. So we have that brain drain and you're talking about not only retaining what the the young people that are coming out of our schools but also being attractive can you explain that for us and i think there is oftentimes people would say oh my son or daughter or i had to leave because that job just doesn't exist in erie and i actually don't think that's true i think the jobs do exist we don't have a very good way of of matching okay and sometimes you know, I was a liberal arts major. I, I got a degree in political science, um, and I've spent all my career in business. And having people to understand how do I take my skill from a liberal arts and convert it to a business, sometimes it's a communication skill. But the real markets that are growing, if you think about it in the United States, think about where um, uh, Amazon is located. Sure. That's purely a workforce solution. Is the talent there that we can grow and expand our business? And so, again, communities 
sophisticated economic development looks at communities where I can get the workforce that I know I can be successful versus um, other factors. I, I think you're, and, and, and again, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus, but you're almost saying though that there might, because the reality is that there, if, if Barron cranks out a hundred engineers and there's only 40 engineering jobs in the region there's 60 uh 60 highly educated uh, kids most of them from our area that are going out of town uh, do we have a disconnect for what we need versus what we're uh, the output of our universities yes yes so other than us doing the, our study which is going to tell us what demand and supply is so we know Erie in the United States is facing a truck driving shortage, right? The entire, Which is crazy, yeah. The entire reason that we're going for the, to automated <laughs> trucks down in is because of this. Um, but nobody today could tell me this is the demand in Erie County and this is the supply. This is how many in school, right? So that's what we're trying to find is now subset. What are the demands? So you have education alignment to it. We did this while I was in Montana. And I say it's, it's awkward for public universities because they want to say we're delivering what, and we're saying not really. And, and it also goes back to the idea of not everything needs a four-year degree. And, you know, we might be cranking out a bunch of, um, of marketing majors and there's just not that many marketing jobs and right. you know it's, it, it's the that's that whole thing we're here with james grunke he's the ceo of the erie regional chamber and growth partnership erie forward's mission to enhance economic growth collaboration and talent development building opportunities for all of erie county's citizens and that talent development building that's huge that's key isn't it it is Alrighty, so let's let's talk about uh, the nitty gritty here. We've got we've got a nice long stretch here. We're trying to understand your the fundamentals. So um, you're you're building a single economic strategy. Can you talk about that? Right. So we again we've already talked about it. We did the six target industries, and so then we try to decide what is our job goal so there's these are high high growth high wage jobs that we're interested in trying to um, create here in Erie County and we're going to go about doing those five or meeting those job goal requirements through our activities business okay. attraction business startup business retention business retention and expansion always is the most important just like having your existing customers how do you help them grow that's much cheaper and much more beneficial than trying to attract but a business attraction is part of it um, and then workforce development and so what we did is we looked at what the job growth has been for Erie um, County and it's been anemic at, at best yeah. I, I don't think anybody has acknowledged that uh, or would not acknowledge that. And so first and foremost, we said, we think over the next five years, a reasonable goal for us is 2000 new primary jobs in Erie County. 
in 2000, so a primary job is a job that we produce the good or service here and we export it and we import the dollars. So in, ac in economic development, the only jobs that you're really concerned about are primary job creates. So again, just down the road, you know, a wonderful business and I think a wonderful asset to our community is all the great work that Scott Enterprises sure. has done. Right? And even their announcement that they just did on their, their um, expansion for Splash Lagoon. Well, none of those jobs are primary jobs. They're a secondary job, right? So those are not those are jobs that are not target of economic development organizations. So we took our six target industries and we said, all right, well, let's allocate where we think over those six industries the job should happen. And so we can say we think in technology, gaming, digital, we'd like to see a hundred jobs over the next five years. And that's how we did it. So we had to figure out what are the jobs. How are we going to allocate them? And then how much new income does that generate into our community? So when we're asking a business for a sizable investment into our plan, it always just comes back as what's the return on my investment. Right. And if I'm calling it an investment, that means there's an expectation. And I could do it actually for, your, for, for you. Okay. I, I could say, um, I could tell you exactly how much new net advertising revenue will be produced as a result of this activity. And you would say, well, my market share is X. And if you generated, let's just be simple, $100,000 a year of new advertising on radio, yeah. and my share is 20%, that's what that's worth get to 20 me. That's, that's, yeah. And that's how we kind of do it. That's how we build the case for investment. All right. So let me, let me ask you specifically about the tech, gaming, and digital, for example. Is this a situation where we're leaning into strengths? Because you said yes. that we're already ahead of the curve. Yes. So, so where, where is that existing right now, I guess, is my oh, question. Well, we have... I know we have White Thorn Digital, right? Or White House, whatever. We're all guilty of this. Think of the <laughs> many nondescript office parks that we drive by that we don't really know what's going in there, right? These sure. are businesses that are operating in Erie quite successfully, but nobody knows that they're there. Wow. And we can do it because we, we classify by industry code. So I can tell you what the employment base is. So we look for an industry that already exists. And what's our competitive advantage? We have to have educational alignment. So we know both Penn State, Barron, and Edinburgh have a fairly robust digital gaming curriculum. Sure. So that's the pipeline. Then we find existing industries, and then we say, well, here's how we think we can grow it. That's that's really remarkable. I think that would like make heads turn, people seeing that on, on a page, like, I didn't know this kind of work existed in Erie because we're this foundry town, right? And manufacturing is still important, but I would say tech gaming is still manufacturing. It's just different. It's I mean, just absolutely. Erie is built on making stuff, and Erie is going to make stuff. We're just going to make different stuff. And, and speaking of the, to manufacturing, you're talking about high-value-added manufacturing, controls, transportation, and electrical equipment, engineered plastic, specialized machinery, and metal fabricating. That's the highest amount of jobs, 700 jobs. Now, we've seen manufacturing decline, but you think that there's places for growth there. Absolutely. Uh, as you can see, out of our 2,000 jobs, that alone, we say 700 of those, our expectation is in manufacturing. That's really kind of out of balance. They represent a little less than 20% of our overall jobs. And but you're saying, saying no, 35%. We think, we think there's a good job opportunity that is, 
we've never exploited, and I mean exploited in a positive sense, what a great asset. People in Erie know that this is one of the highest concentration of plastics manufacturing in the United States. Well, guess what? Nobody else knows that. I never knew that. So that's mm. part of why we're marketing and tell the story. So that's what companies are looking for. And we deal with site selectors is how you usually do company attraction. And so we'll be looking for, and we use lead generations just like any business. Right. And so we'll be looking for specific industries that are qualified leads that we know are looking to make an expansion into a new market. How do you get that intelligence, James? So there are firms that do that for a living. There are lead generation firms, and, and that's what they do, is we would give, here's our criteria. This is what we're looking for. So do you go to the Plastics International Convention and say, hey, we're Plastic Central yes. here in northwestern Pennsylvania? Yes, we do. We do all that. And we've never done that we before. We have never done that. <laughs> I was joking before you came on about how I was the yeah. trade show guy at my job when I lived in Nashville down in the, in the 80s. And I, we spent... We spent loads of money to make sure that we were in front of decision makers at these big conferences, these NAB conventions, broadcasting conventions, and so on, right? I mean, right. right. So, what you have to do. The largest manufacturing expo in the world is held in Chicago um, every year. And if you are a, comp a community that's interested in manufacturing, that might be a good place to go. And we've just never been. We've just never. And it's not because of lack of intent. Again, it's a lack of, re, of resources. resources. Um, let's talk about some of these other jobs, and then we need to talk about the, the money and where that's going to come from here. We're talking to James Grunke from uh, the Erie Regional Chamber and Growth Partnership. Life sciences, again, we know uh, that uh, healthcare is is huge here, but we're, we're saying that this is more kind of going back to our heritage of American sterilizer, it sounds like yes. to me. Or we've already seen strides with the announcement with the McGee mm. Women's Center and their partnership with the Community Foundation and um, Penn State Barron, that alone they think is going to generate 200 new life science related or research jobs. So this announcement actually came after our goal of, I've already said our goal for that would be 400 and we already have one pathway to get half of those. Terrific. And so we think there are many, many other things that we can look at to to. So when that builds 200, that will cause other things to trigger. A, a lot of this, too, is is these clusters, right? And so um, do you I'm not I'm not seeing it. For example, I'm not seeing a cluster in the insurance business. And I would have thought that there that would be a place. Well, we do think um, high value business services. OK, that is finance, insurance support, there you go. That's logistics, any back office or, or engineering support. Again, we have. Um, value momentum that's coming here. Yeah. And that, so that's to serve a um, insurance industry. And we think there are other opportunities, not only for ones to, to support Erie Insurance, but maybe there might be some spinoff of some existing insure, Erie Insurance and, hey, we could do our own company. So right. those are the things that we're trying to kind of, I, I guess, give people permission to explore. Yeah, the, the, to have some innovation. You have this, If the, the, the analogy is you have this big shark going through the water, and do, what are the little fish? The remore or whatever? You know, there's right. just different choice, different opportunities to spin something off to kind of be creative and, and build your own little business mm -hmm. that way.
and 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 here you know we've got this Fortune 500 company. Let's lean into our strengths. Right, and they're doing such a great job as a company trying to think that way. I mean, they have people who are do you know they have their own innovation group looking right. at outside. They were critical for the innovation district. Um, they're not doing it just because. They want to make Erie better, and they do, because this is where they live, and they want their employees to be happy and successful here, too. But part of the reason you get involved is so you have first peek at some interesting new technologies mm. that might help your own business grow. Where do you see like the cybersecurity thing that, that's such a big theme in the innovation? Does that come up in the tech gaming thing? or To us, it's in the tech gaming, um, and it is... Not only do we have the tremendous work that's being done at Mercyhurst, but now with Gannon University also getting in that same in the IHAC building that they're doing, again, we would not have one, but we have two universities in the cyberspace. And um, that's not common across the United States. And so this, again, is an advantage. And it's funny how this is also interrelated. One, so Derek Martin at the airport has put in a grant to have air service, daily air service between Washington, D.C. and Erie. Yeah, Dallas. And as soon as we would get that, that would be our calling card to go after Northern Virginia and Maryland cybersecurity companies to come to Erie. We've got the pipeline. Yeah. We've got the direct connection. We have all these things. And so, but absent direct air service, we're not a competitive reality for the D.C. area. So, so it's it's always involved with other pieces. Yeah, there, there's there's always these layers, there's always the these things that the dots have to connect and and so when when people uh uh, complain about you know the the boondoggle supposedly of the of the uh, runway extension. No, 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 no. It's not. It, it is foundational to what we're looking at in the future. Right. It's basic economic development infrastructure so we can be successful. If if you could wave a magic wand, uh, and again we've talked about the, the the three types of buildings or whatever, um, what do we what do, what what intangible do we need here to to make Erie forward? I would like Erie to have confidence in itself. That's the most intangible. I do think um, I have said it in the past that. Um, People in Erie are hard on Erie, and um, if you take an Uber around and you don't let somebody know that you're here and you hear people say such disparaging things about Erie, why would somebody want to move here where you have such a, it's such an amazing place um, that that's the biggest intangible, I think, is we just need to have confidence. Um, Erie you know, what's the shirt? It's okay to love Erie? Yeah, yeah. It's okay to like Erie, yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. you, should, you don't need permission to, to like Erie, right. right? Everybody's here by choice. That's right. Um, I, I think what what people are dealing with, and again, you have an aging gen, uh, population, is that uh, we've made a lot of mistakes. We, we And it's hard to let that go to say, hey, smart new people are coming online and we could turn this 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 thing around and and we are turning it around again i go, we go back to the opportunity zones and how we're the leading edge we're the eerie model for the rest of the country that's almost
almost unheard of in our narrative. Right, and it's almost so unheard of when you tell people they 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 don't believe. They don't believe it. It. <laughs> exactly. But I can tell you, it's true. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you you probably saw that Erie was recognized uh, in in by Forbes magazine as one of the top twenty innovative places in. in Opportunity zones, and they're going to have a give a, um, and we like that attention. Absolutely. We're talking about Erie Forward. It is, uh, it is a bold new step, a five-year investment of $5.2 million uh, to try to generate uh, 2,000 new jobs and really get Erie on the map with uh, business attraction and, and uh, retention and uh, workforce development. Let's, let's talk about where this money is going to come from, James Grunke. All righty, so um, you've already raised like over $3 million, right? That's right. We're around three point seven of that oh my point two goal and so uh, where's that coming from so most of it comes from the private sector and most of it comes in a, a there'll be between 80 and 100 different organizations or businesses that will comprise themselves of funding this organization what, what was that like when you did that ask it's, because they've never been asked for something like this before have they they haven't but to me it's a very simple straight business equation this is what your investment this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to measure it. This is how we're going to be accountable. And more importantly, this is what's in it for you. Wow. So, so traditionally in economic development, and this, this way that we're funding economic development, this is probably how 600 communities in the United States. Yeah, this, this, is, this, this is not is, new. This is nothing this, new. This would be my 10th <laughs> time of setting up something like this, of how you fund it. Um, and so we're, we ask people for a five-year pledge. So if we ask for a five-year pledge, we get to spend the next 60 months doing execution, not trying to raise revenue. Just think about that for your own business. Mm. If you took the revenue side off the table, you didn't have to worry about that, and you could just grow and expand. You know, you do great things. And so um, traditionally, in most communities, healthcare is usually the number one uh, funder of economic development. And it makes sense, because what is it they want? Really, they want two things. They want jobs that have insurance, and they want to decrease indigent care, yeah. right? So if we can create more job opportunities so their indigent care could go down, let's, let's say in our community, I don't know the number, but let's say it's $800 million a year goes to indigent care, and we can reduce that by 25%. That's real money. That's a big deal. Yeah. Let's take a phone call here. Uh, Carly, you are live with James Grunke and Joel Natale on Talk Erie. Is that me? Yes, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Mr. Grunke, uh, internet, high-speed internet, I think to attract people to this area, that's one of the first things people want in their homes is to be able to have access to the rest of the world. And such a big, big, big part of Erie County does not have high-speed internet. They're lucky their download speed is one or two, and that's all that they can get, even if they could pay for more. Um, that, I would think, would pay play a big part in attracting um, industry, jobs, people to the area. Um, are you working on anything along that line to... Um, facilitate that because that should be a real draw to an area. 
I'll let him answer off the air. Thank you very much for the call. Uh, what do you think, James? How are we doing on infrastructure? We're woefully behind Aye. on infrastructure. But she brings up a, a terrific point. When we look at, as an economic development, we look at broadband no differently than we would look at you having a road or a sewer pipe or a water line to your business or your house. They're the same. And so if we don't have adequate um, infrastructure for broadband um, in the rural, not just rural Pennsylvania, but the rural United States is really challenged on having broadband. One, we're just going to have parts of our community get left further behind if we don't address this. Um, and she's also right. We can't attract any company if we don't have the state-of-the-art broadband technology that's available to them and or their employees. Isn't Pennsylvania really setting itself up for failure with the lack of some kind of universal 5G standard? Absolutely. I mean, we have to be thinking, um, you know, we've done it, right? Did we already do? We did rural telephones. <laughs> we did rural power. We've done... Yeah, we no, were the, the pioneers of rural power. Right. This has all been figured out. Um, you know, we've built the roads. We've built the infrastructure. Now it's just the next missing piece. And I think the technology is moving so rapidly. You know, I can remember getting my first email account, right? This was pretty novel um, and having broad, you know, dial-up um, speeds. And now we can't even imagine what it's like not to have a cell phone in our pocket. So it's just moving so quickly. But if we're in an area, even within the 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 metro area, that you don't have that capacity in your home or your business, then you can't succeed. Yeah, it's, it seems to me that uh, if, if, if we're having a hard time wiring the entire county, j making the jump to wireless and 5G would be helpful. It just seems like there are no municipality wants to give up uh, any of their rights uh, for zoning, and that seems to be the big bugaboo. And if you ask any of our state representatives, they don't know anything about it. They, they have not educated themselves on this. We're going to move forward here. Um, all right, so uh, there's a lot of private uh, investment going on. There'll be there'll, the, the, the skin in the game from the public side is the to build out, uh, you know, the infrastructure, correct? Right. It's the team um, who are going to go execute it. It's to have the strategy. You know, if we're going to go market, how are, we just made fun of, you know, that we don't participate in this, the largest manufacturing expo, um, but right. we actually have to go and, and Need be there it. at those events. And, you know, we do have someone like Brett Weiler, who's been traveling around the country, talking about opportunity zones in Erie. That's what it's all about. We have to generate the buzz. And so this money uh, over the next five years, and so it's $5.2 million over five years, so a little over a million dollars a year for the next five years, will be dedicated just to these economic development activities. And you're going to staff this thing out. I mean, there there has been no staff behind this, this area, has it? There hasn't been any. Um, and so we'll have a director of workforce. We have Brett Weiler, who's come on place. We have a Amy Murdoch, who's doing government affairs for us. And largely because of a grant we received from the Community Foundation, we were able to do stuff in year zero, such as the staff up, that we normally wouldn't be doing until 2020. So gotcha. we're ahead of where we should be. What about some of the other issues that our community is facing? You know, we're, we're trying to rebuild our, um, our school system for the city of Erie. Um, that plays in, in the impact of whether we're going to be a community of choice for these site selectors. All of those, it's all interrelated. Um, we can't. Um, so do you just walk hand in hand and say, how are we doing, guys? How are we doing? I, 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 I believe the mayor has their own measurements that they're getting ready to uh, uh, 
publicize the school district has publicized their school plan, you know, their strategic plan. You know, it's our job as an economic development organization to give them the support to be successful because you're right. If we don't address a vibrant downtown or a quality education or opportunity for all, we can't be successful. Uh, how do we make sure in the last 30 seconds that nobody's left behind? That's my big question ever for all of these big initiatives. You know, uh, I mean, if we have 2000 new jobs, that's got to mean there's, there's going to be availability for people that uh, are at, at the bottom of the scale. And that's really who we're, we're after. We want we want everybody in, in Erie to, who wants opportunity to have opportunity. You've been listening to The Joel Natale Show, Erie, Pennsylvania's daily podcast from TalkErie.com. Subscribe to our show on your favorite podcatcher and get involved by emailing joel at TalkErie.com. Oh,